This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from The Investment Executives. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon. And for those of you people that are thinking about that backwards, that is No Skid Garrick. And I have with me today my uh, co-host, Tony Shore, which is Erosh, why not? Tony backwards is why not. So I have that going for me, Craig, which is nice. That is nice. But anyway, people, if at any point during our show you want to learn more about what we're doing here and how to spell your name and pronounce your name backwards, um, we'd be more than happy to help you with that. (laughs) Give us a call at 855-625-3736. You can visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. Or you can travel right on over to the radio page, which is themainmoneyshow.com. Subscribe to our iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and keep up to date with all the latest episodes. But I'd like to get right into things here with Tony and see how you are doing. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great today, Craig. Uh, I've had a good week. I'm pretty worn out, though, from my trip this last week. I was a chaperone on my daughter's high school band trip, and wow. That's exciting. Uh, 70 high school (laughs) students, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, on a bus ride from Minnesota to Nashville, 14 hours one way. So, yeah. So, you know, it was a coach bus, so the seats were nice, but still. uh, And it wasn't (laughs) the kids. The kids were great. But the band director, somewhat psychotic, as most band directors are. Uh, I love (laughs) band directors, but they're very... Uh, an odd group. And this guy, he only, he's older than I am. He he only needs about three hours of sleep a night, apparently, because uh, lights out was at midnight. And then after midnight, we'd go around. The chaperones had to go around the rooms and check. Yeah. And then, so we wouldn't get to bed until, you know, I'd get to sleep about 1 a.m., wake oh. up call every day at 6 a.m. So I didn't get my full eight ever on the trip. <laughs> And uh, that was tiring, but so much fun. And Nashville is such a great place to visit. Craig, have you ever been to Nashville, Tennessee? I haven't, but I can't believe you get eight hours of sleep normally per night. I thought I your radio you. guys were like all night long. Yeah, I get oh. six, six to eight. <laughs> six is my minimum that I need, and then eight is on a good night. Yeah. But well, I rarely I, get the full eight, but I, I, uh, I need it. I feel sorry for you, buddy. I really do. <laughs> well, no, not. it was fun. I mean, I used to live in Nashville, so I got to see a lot of the, the my friends and people I used to work with. But how about yep. you? Really, the show's about you and about helping our listeners out with their finances. So we'll need to get into that. Uh, how has everything been there? Well, you've been out partying in Nashville. I've been here in Maine for the last 46 years of my life. Thanks. <laughs> okay. No, you no, sound I, a little bit bitter. Uh, no, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not. I'm not I love lie. Maine. That's why I'm still here. I love Maine. Born and raised. Um, yeah, I've been to a few places. I have not been to Nashville. I've been driving all across country um, many, many years ago when I was 18, actually. Went from Maine to Minnesota, Minnesota to New Mexico, New Mexico to Virginia Beach, and then 
all the way up to Moosehead Lake on my way back, and, and that is in Maine. So it was a round trip there, but that was good. We had a lot of fun doing that. Wow, but Nashville is one I would love to go see. Maybe oh, I could. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I mean, be a country star. Yeah. But even if you're not into country music, it's amazing. It's just a, a great place to visit. But what have you been doing there? What did you do last week while I was out of town? Listen to country music. Funny you should say that. I do like country music. 100.7, 92.7. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So no, we're just listen- same old, same old, you know, listening to country, doing doing the work. A um, lot, of, lot of appointments lately. Jeez, because tax season, you know, we've had a lot oh, of people yeah. come in and Yep. <clears throat> they're looking for places to put their IRA contributions. They're looking for deductions. They're looking, you know, where they can roll over and find a better, safer spot for a lot of people. They're worried the market's a little bit high for them and want to kind of preserve the gains they've made. So we're doing doing a lot of um, a lot of transactions here lately. A lot sure. of a lot of uh, tax preparations, all that stuff. So it's been good. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to learning something new today, Craig. What's today's show about? Well, today we're um, going to be talking about the possibility of phasing into retirement. And many people would like to slowly transition from work to retirement if they can. In fact, according to a, a recent um, Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies report, and the title of that report was Striking Similarities and Disturbing Differences, Employers, Workers, and Retirement Security. There were about um, 53% of workers that were surveyed expect to retire after age 65 or don't plan to retire at all. And the study also found that 56% of workers plan to work full-time or part-time even when they are into retirement. So it could potentially be where these people are just working their whole lives until they pass away. Wow. Well, so that's an interesting uh, topic for today's show. So you're telling me that a majority of workers out there plan to continue working, but employment is a two-way street, of course. So what do employers think about uh, older people and seniors uh, continuing to work. Well, that same study by Transamerica noted that uh, 70% of employers agree with the statement and many employees at my company plan to continue working either full-time or part-time after they retire. So they're having those conversations you know, with their employees and finding out that a lot of them are planning to continue to work. So that shows you that you know, a lot of employers are aware of their workers' plans to phase into retirement. But despite that awareness, as detailed in the uh, report from Transamerica, only 20% of employers are currently offering a formal, uh, what we call phased retirement program. And in this case, formal means a program with specific provisions and requirements for workers who want to transition into retirement. Ah, okay. Uh, So not all employers then are offering to help workers continue to work in retirement is what you're saying. Yeah, right. Exactly. And another challenge that workers who want to transition um, will face is the lack of policies or programs to help facilitate in that transition. And Transamerica found that only 32% of employers provide flexible flexible schedules and about the same number, 31%, have a process in place to um, transition from a full-time to part-time position. And it's clear that most workers will need to take you know, necessary steps on their own to prepare for a phased retirement. Fortunately, Transamerica provided a few recommendations that workers can use to successfully transition into a phased retirement, and we can get into those. But I think I think when most people think about retirement, they're thinking, you know, okay, I'm done working. I'm just going to jump right into retirement. And it's nice to know if you have a plan or if there's a plan offered out there for you, how you can phase into retirement. 
Excellent. And I guess uh, you're going to be sharing some of these recommendations with us now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and first, you know, I guess the biggest thing is create a budget that includes income, um, accounts for living expenses and paying off any debt you have. You want to make sure you have that debt as, as much paid down as you can and consider financial goals like building obviously both short-term savings and long-term retirement savings. And then I would say um, begin saving for retirement as early as possible and then save consistently. Don't stop that. As a matter of fact, I was just meeting with somebody today and we were setting him up on his simple IRA and I said, the worst thing you could do is start with a number that's too high and then have to stop it later on. I said, start low and just continually and consistently contribute, even if it's like five bucks a pay period or whatever it is. But um, it's definitely important. And it's also beneficial to create an emergency savings fund on top of that to avoid taking loans and early withdrawals from your retirement account. So not only do you want to put in the amount that you can handle beyond a shadow of a doubt, but you also want to have something in reserve so you don't have to tap into that money that you put in. So don't stop contributing and don't tap into it. Um, and then what you want to do is participate in employer-sponsored retirement plans if they have them available, if your employer does. And be sure to take full advantage of the employer matches and defer as much as possible. Um, like I said, as much as possible with comfort. You don't want to stop those contributions at any time. And I guess, you know, if you're not offered a plan, you're one of those people who doesn't have an IRA or um, a simple IRA rather at work or a 401k or 403b or whatever, you can consider um, contributing to an IRA or another retirement savings account on your own um, directly from like deductions from your bank account or you can mail in a check. I always, I always think the automatic thing is the best way to go. Just set those payments on automatic, just like a bill pay. And you want to be paying yourself first before anything else. Yeah. Well, those are great suggestions. I especially like the reminder to make sure that we are participating in employer-sponsored plans like our 401ks. We've talked about how important that is not to leave those matching dollars on the table, right? Yeah, that's right. Never refuse free money, Tony. Yeah. Um, you can you can also prepare yourself for a phased retirement by taking proactive steps to stay employed, like um, you know keeping your job skills up to date, stay current on employment trends and marketplace needs, things like that. And and then you might even consider actually going back to school. We see a lot of uh, non-traditional students going back to school, learning a new skill, getting into a new uh, new profession, getting certain certifications or credentials. And that's a good avenue to go down to, especially if you, you're tired of the work you're doing and you're looking for a transition, not only for maintaining an income, but maintaining that pleasure of working. Um, I know it sounds kind of kind of odd to get pleasure in your work, but hey, if you didn't get it the first 30 years, maybe you can get it the next 20 or whatever. Um <laughs> Yeah, but be sure, you know, be sure to have a plan in the event of a job loss. Be prepared for that. Or in case retirement comes early due to your unforeseen circumstances, could be health or whatnot, could be an early layoff. Um, I found that your retirement timing rarely follows your exact expectations. Um, sometimes it does, but a lot of times there's things that come up that kind of interfere with that. And I guess lastly would be, like I talked about your health, that could be one thing that's critically going to change your retirement date. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your health. It could be your spouse's health or your parents or siblings or anybody that takes away time for you at your work where you have earning power and the ability to contribute to a retirement plan. So, you know, be sure to take good care of yourself and help those around you with their health and monitor your health. And in my experience, obviously healthcare can be one of the largest retirement expenses. So the healthier you are, the more money you'll have to spend on the things you want to rather on the things you have to. Right. Uh, and, and healthcare, you mentioned that it's such a huge cost 
It's so expensive now. We should probably all be doing a better job of monitoring our health, no matter what our age is, just because of the cost of health care. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Tony. And in my opinion, it can be extremely beneficial to create good health habits as early as possible. And it's easier said than done. But just like getting an early start on retirement savings and, and creating a solid retirement strategy, the earlier you can do it, obviously, the more long term benefits you're going to have. You can even think of your investing in your health as part of your retirement strategy, because if your health is bad, that's going to take more money out of your pocket to keep you healthy. I, I know me personally, um, when I was younger, I used to eat anything and everything. It was just uh, garbage disposal. And now, you know, I've changed, changed my diet habits, eating more healthy, eating, you know, at times I'm vegan and vegetarian. I try to stay away from a lot of the, the meat products and things like that and try to live a healthier life more fruits, vegetables, all that stuff you hear is uh, definitely worthwhile to listen to and hopefully, you know, keep you healthy and strong through your retirement and use that money to go whatever, skiing or buy a boat or a nice new sports car that you always wanted as a 20-year-old, whatever it is. I think those things are doable if you're investing in your health and your retirement account. Right. Good points, one and all. Now, our time is almost up for this first segment, Craig. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take a quick break? Yeah, I would say considering, you know, your options for retirement, it's an important part of your financial process. And if you just take a few minutes out of your day in the evening when you're kicking back, watching some TV, you get the laptop on your uh, on your lap, um, go to our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com or themainmoneyshow.com. Set up a complimentary consultation with us, no cost, no obligation. Um, we can schedule anything from 30 to 60 minutes for you and get you headed on the right path. Make sure you're taking advantage of all the uh, retirement vehicles that are out there for you and really make sure you're set up through your golden years of retirement, even if you do plan to work. Um, the number we have here is 855-625-3736. It's 855-625-3736. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of our amazing host, Craig Dixon, here on The Main Money Show after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At The Investment Executives, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com to learn more. Welcome back to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. Again, uh, if you didn't catch us at the top of the show, if at any point during our show from here on out, you want to learn more uh, about what we're doing here, the information we offer, feel free to give us a call at 855-625-3736, or you can visit us at one of our two websites, theinvestmentexecutives.com or themainmoneyshow.com. And while you're there at the uh, mainmoneyshow.com site, you can Subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. We talked about it, talked about that at the top of the show. You know, get on track, download any of our shows, and keep up to date with all the financial topics that Tony and I are going over here on a weekly basis. But today we are going to be discussing the possibility of phasing into retirement. In the first segment, uh, Tony and I looked at the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies report. And that report, in case you want to check it out, is called Striking Similarities and Disturbing Differences employers, workers, and retirement security. And we discussed the gap between workers who, um, who want to continue working and employers who lack 
the processes and programs to facilitate that goal. So how to do it on your own without the help of anybody else is basically what we're looking at. And in this uh, next segment, what we'll do is we'll continue our discussion of phased retirement, but we're going to turn our attention to marketwatch.com. And that's an article from February, 2019. And that one is entitled why are employers so bad at phased retirement? And in that article, what it's going to do, it's going to dive into some of the reasons that few companies offer phased retirement to employees, despite the fact that it can be good for their business. I think a lot of people, Tony, just don't know about that. Yeah. Well, it seems like an odd scenario. I mean, why wouldn't they do something that's going to be good for their business, right? Yeah, great question, Tony. And I think phased retirement permits the employer and employee the opportunity to adjust to a new um you know, a new working reality over a certain period of time, whatever that phase is. And often when a worker leaves employment for retirement or other reasons, there's a, a chaotic period of adjustment, not only for the person that's retiring, but for the company that's letting them go. And phase retirement or flexible work arrangements can help alleviate some of that chaos for both of those parties. And, and you know, there, there are many different types of programs listed in the marketwatch.com article, but the article cites examples from a, um, a 2017 report by the U.S. Government Accountability Office. So there's a way you can look at it and set this up so that a phased retirement can really be a benefit for all parties involved. Well, what were some of the examples that were mentioned in that article? Well, some of the examples were um, uh, the article cites a program that permits employees age uh, 55 years or older and who have at least 10 years of work history to cut their hours by 20%. So that includes uh, a corresponding 20% cut in pay, but obviously that permits the employee to keep their health insurance and, and pension accrual benefits and things like that. And another program permits employees age 60 and older who have at least five years of work history with the company to reduce their hours by anywhere from 20 uh, to 50%. So employees could reduce their hours by even more if they're willing to lose their health insurance benefits. But I mean, the bottom line here is they can reduce their hours and there is a, an opportunity and an option to do phased retirement. Um, but another employer permits workers 55 and older with seven years of service to negotiate their own, what they call a glide path to retirement, like a, like a paraglider slowly heading toward a perfect landing and moving from full-time employment to full-time retirement while retaining benefits. So it's a nice option. It really helps people settle into retirement rather than just cut the umbilical cord, so to speak. But there was yet another company cited in the marketwatch.com article that permits any employee to switch to less stressful or complex duties or phase to part-time work all the while retaining health insurance if they work at least 25 hours a week. And I think, Tony, that that is a huge barrier for a lot of people that I run across on whether or not they're going to retire. And that is the health insurance. And I think a lot of these people who continue to work full-time until 65, 68, 69, whatever it is, would be more than happy to put in 25 hours and still have their benefits and still enjoy some of the benefits of retirement. And I know their employers would probably like it too, because today's workforce, from what I hear, everything, it's hard to find good work. And if you're a good worker, and a lot of us here in Maine are, I think that would be really valuable to employers. Well, obviously that would be valuable. And it would seem there are lots of different types then of phased retirement options for folks. Uh, certainly, there should be a customizable solution for almost any company and their employees, right? Yeah, that's true, Tony. I believe that. And, and I think over time, um, more and more employers will offer phased retirement options. I mean, I, let's be honest, Tony. How Have you heard of phased retirement before this, uh, this show? 
Uh, no, that that term is new to me. Phase yeah. of retirement. I mean, the concept. I guess you know we've touched on uh, kind of. I uh, you know I have the concept in mind, but I really didn't think about it that much and haven't right. heard the term phased retirement. When you say phased, I think of Star Trek or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, but it's true though. People haven't thought about it. It's a new terminology. You know, relatively new and something that employers will have to become more aware of as as you know the general public becomes more aware of it and at least brings the topic up to their employer or maybe the employer brings it up to their employee. They got somebody who's going to retire in like a year and they're like, geez, I'd really like to keep this person on. Why don't we talk about phased retirement and what your options are? And I think that's a good thing to do. And, and if you look at the marketwatch.com article references, a uh, Willis Towers Watson.com report entitled working late, managing the wave of us retirement. And in that report, 83% of the employers surveyed said that a significant number of their workers are nearing retirement. So 54% of those employers believe that the loss of talent and experience from workers retiring will be one of the most significant labor challenges of the next five years. So it's just what I'm saying, Tony. you got great quality workers there who are just going to cut the umbilical cord. Why not keep them on part-time, especially if one of the concerns is health benefits, and um, keep those good employees working? Yeah, good advice, and I think that's good. I can imagine that it would be hard to replace that level of experience once those senior workers retire, right? Well, it certainly can be. And in fact, um, in the Willis Towers Watson report, they cite four out of five employers ranked orderly transfer of knowledge of the organization as the number one concern when it comes to managing retiring employees. So the report also cited that 60% of the employers felt that um, erratic retirements impact workplace productivity and nearly one third mentioned roadblocks to younger workers promotions as another concern. So Willis Towers Watson cited that these concerns were nearly universal among young and older aged workforces. So there's really some, I guess, a storm to weather here, so to speak, in the next five to 10 years as we phase out of the uh, boomer generation. And I know it's probably a little bit longer than that, but still, those are the those were the heart and soul and backbone, uh, backbone of the United States for so long. And to have those hard workers phased out and retiring is really going to hurt a lot of employers, I truly believe. Yeah. I mean, most businesses, regardless of the age of their workforce, obviously have some concerns about how retirement can impact their business. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. And they have a, a good idea that retirement is going to impact them. But one area they may be, I guess, underestimating is the financial situations of their workers. And Willis Towers Watson reported that 71% of employers believe that most of their workers who are nearing retirement age are likely to have enough savings to retire. However, more than half of the older employees surveyed said that they have financial concerns that uh, could delay their retirement. In fact, many of the respondents expected to have to delay the retirement into their 70s, if you can believe that, Tony. I can see it. I can see it going to 70s. And if if we don't change things in this country to some extent, I think we're going to see people going into their 80s, believe it or not. And some wow. people probably already do. Wow. So that's another disconnect maybe between the workers and the employers. Do employers expect workers to really to wait that long to retire? Uh, that's a great point, Tony. And it is. In, in the Willis Towers Watson report, 77% of employers expect that many of their older employees will not need to work into their 70s for financial reasons. I think they're <laughs> I think they're wrong in that. But um, right. You know, let's let's sum up the two competing views in the discussion. And workers are concerned about their finances and maybe planning on 
working longer into their 70s even to better expand their retirement savings. And like we talked about, Tony, to take advantage of keeping that health insurance. But on the other side, we have employers who believe their older employees are set for retirement and will likely retire as soon as they can, you know, pull pull that string and just be done with it and, and let the parachute uh, prop them up and land where they may in their retirement years. But I think there's, there's going to be some issues there. And in our first segment, we mentioned some of the steps an individual could take to increase their opportunities to work into their older ages, because I don't believe that everybody's going to be able to pull that string for that parachute and land gently in retirement. Some of them are going to continue to work in their 70s. Some are going to retire and realize they can't do it and have to go back to work and find a job that they're not accustomed to and have to get retrained. Um, I think it's very valuable to, you know, phase into retirement. And it's an important factor and a new term that I think a lot of employers might grasp as you in the next 10 years or so and really latch onto that and take advantage of the productive workers that they have now. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens as time uh, time rolls on here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Now, let's take a minute, uh, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Uh, what's that phone number again? Phone number is 855-625-3736. It's been an educating discussion so far. Um, we also touched on another resource in the second segment, didn't we? Ah, good memory, Tony. We also examined a Willis Towers Watson report entitled Working Late, Managing the Wave of U.S. Retirement. And that can be found on willistowerswatson.com if you want to check it out. But um, in that report, uh, it looked at more disconnects between workers and employers. And and just before the break, we mentioned that we'd examine um, three strategies that companies are using to manage these changes and these changes in retirement patterns. Yeah, and I think that's good. We might not have time for all three, but uh, what is what are those? Uh, what are some of these strategies? Well, we'll cram them in here, Tony, and, and I'll talk really fast like that Micro Machines guy. Do you remember him? <laughs> <laughs> you remember him. That's why you're laughing. Yeah, you're, bur- you're burning time now. Yeah. Employer, <laughs> employers have started using uh, flexible employment options, utilizing retirees as consultants and contingent workers and expanding phase retirement programs. And these strategies address the employer concerns of losing experienced, um, uh, knowledgeable and efficient workers and, and some of the employees concerns of working longer into retirement. So, all right, well, before we have to go, let's talk about that middle one. That sounds like a good one. Um, uh, Companies using, uh, elderly employees as consultants. Yeah. So this is, um, one of the more common options currently, according to the Willis Towers Watson report, roughly uh, 50% of companies currently utilize former employees as some form of consultant or contingent worker. And I was going to say that earlier, Tony, it seems like a lot of a lot of these people are coming into the consultant group that they're doing this, but I think they could keep them on hand and provide some benefits and let them work less hours. But these workers are already drawing some type of retirement, so they may want to stay retired. And, you know, many companies hire retirees who at one point worked at another company within the same industry to gain from their knowledge as well. So companies are um, also expanding workplace training programs as well. As you know, we mentioned in the first segment, workers should take proactive steps to stay up to date and improve their skills. Uh, Companies are starting to offer enhanced productivity training, uh, training to help with the transition into retirement and training to help with knowledge transfer through uh, mentoring programs. So uh, in the Willis Tower Watson report, 36% of companies have been adjusting the physical workplace to improve ergonomics. And I think that's for an older per- population and people that are working longer to help them um, stay seated upright, if you will. 
Well, that's, yeah, there you go. So uh, <laughs> what are some of the flexible employment options you mentioned? Well, at nearly uh, one third of the companies in the survey, workers that are nearing retirement can shift into different roles. And this may mean moving from a management role to, um, you know, a, a more individual contributor kind of role. And, and the report states that these types of programs may be expanded up to half of employers by the year 2020, right around the corner. Uh, some companies permit older workers to work shorter weeks or or scale back to part time or even uh, part year employment. And these studies, um, you know, we see that these options expanding to more employers over the next uh, few years or over the next decade. Definitely. Right. I, I think that's very important. Now, we're out of yep. time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know uh, what you can offer them and how to get a hold of them? Uh, Basically, just to get a hold of us, pick up that phone. Let me try that again. They can get a hold of us by calling 855-625-3736 or going to our website, one of the two, theinvestmentexecutives.com or themainmoneyshow.com and schedule a complimentary, no-cost consultation and we'll get you headed on the right path and we maybe even talk to you about some phased retirement options that you could discuss with your employer if you're right on door's edge of retiring. All right. Well, I think that's awesome. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at The Investment Executives. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.